Hi, welcome to The Pipeline, all things CD and DevOps podcast by the CD Foundation. I am your host, Jacqueline Salinas, Director of Ecosystem and Community Development. Thanks for joining us. It's episode 28 of season two. And today my guest is Andy Grabner from Dynatrace. He is joining us to talk about behind the scenes of Captain, event-driven delivery and ops orchestration. In episode 28, Andy will dive into the latest version of Captain. He will explain the event-driven architecture, the recent separation of control and execution plane introduced with Captain Point Eight, and guidance on how to best get started for integrating Captain into your existing delivery tools and processes to automate tasks around quality gates, performance, and chaos engineering, delivery, or auto remediation. And for those of you who don't know Andy, he has over 20 years of experience as a software developer, tester, and architect, and is an advocate for high-performing cloud-scale applications. He is a regular contributor to the DevOps community, a frequent speaker at technology conferences, and regularly publishes art on blog Dynatrace.com. You can follow him on Twitter at GrabnerAndy. But before we get started, we are going to kick off the episode with the segment, My DevOps Journey. So Andy, I know you're a returning guest of the pipeline, but would you give us a a quick recap of your DevOps journey. I know we usually kick off each episode talking about um, our guest DevOps journey. So what's your DevOps journey been like? Huh. That's an interesting question. It's it's a, it's a funny one to answer because I was kind of pushed into the DevOps space by our marketing team because years ago, years, years ago, I think it's now almost eight or 10 years ago when I was advocating for performance engineering because that's my background. I was asked by marketing to do a presentation on DevOps at the Boston DevOps meetup because they thought DevOps is the hot new thing and we should be there and talk about DevOps. And so I had no clue about DevOps. And then I just put something together that I thought makes sense uh, for the DevOps community. And then I went on stage. It was a cold night in Boston as it's supposed to be in winter. <laughs> and uh, I think it took only a minute or two until somebody in the audience said that I have no clue about DevOps and that I should better do my background check and I should not waste people's time and talk about DevOps when they don't know anything about DevOps. So that was kind of my interesting story into DevOps. However, I don't want to say now that I don't know anything about DevOps. I think I knew stuff about DevOps back then, but it just... I guess what I had in mind was just not called DevOps back then. I've been a performance engineer for the last 20 years, even a little bit longer than 20 years now that I'm in that business. And automation was always very important when it comes to performance testing and performance analysis. And I think DevOps is a lot about automation, at least one aspect of it. But I think really getting pushed into DevOps was the uh, rather interesting, sometimes unpleasant experience I had at the DevOps meetup in Boston back in, I think, 2012 or 13. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a hard lesson to learn that way. <laughs> yeah. But it's a good one. It is a good one. And I just, uh, this is what I keep telling people. Don't waste people's time and get on stage and say something about a topic that you clearly have no experience in um, and it doesn't pay off. Well, it paid off from an experience perspective, but I think, 
I made a couple of people unhappy that day that they showed up. And um, so lesson learned folks out there. If you, if you have to say something, then let it be about something that you really know about and that you are passionate about and that you have some experience in, but don't just uh, come up with something just to fill uh, a time gap. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. All right. So today's main topic is behind the scenes of Captain, event-driven mm-hmm. delivery and ops orchestration. Mm-hmm. So what problem does Captain solve and why should people investigate this project? Yeah. So first of all, I think it's a great chance to correctly pronounce the word Captain in a German way because people keep asking, how do you pronounce this captain and where does it come from? So it's the German phonetic of a captain, of a captain of a ship, just in case people wonder. But obviously that's not the real problem we solve. I think the problem we solve is a problem that we have seen internally at the company I work for and uh, at companies we work with, which is a lot of people are trying to figure out how to automate their delivery pipelines and how to automate their operational response to problems or let's say scaling, uh, rolling back any critical issues. And we see a lot of teams, uh, DevOps teams, especially you know, invest in uh, custom automation scripts, building integrations with the tools of choice when it comes for delivery, for deployment, for testing, for observability, for monitoring and so on. And uh, what we have seen is that this typically ends up in a lot of custom coding, a lot of custom scripting that eventually is very hard to maintain, uh, consuming a lot of manpower uh, in terms of uh, keeping the scripts up to date. And uh, in the end, what we have seen is that this is simply not sustainable. And especially as a lot of companies are currently doing this. Now, there's a lot of great tools that make things easier when it comes to orchestrating and automating sequences that um, relate to delivery and automation operation. But what we are trying to do with Captain is on the one side, thanks to the work we do with the CDF community, standardize on on a protocol, on an eventing scheme that allows DevOps tools to communicate with each other. So that's one thing we want to get rid of any proprietary integrations by standardizing uh, an event uh, schema. And the other thing is we strongly believe that automation, the automation of sequences, uh, like just a human being does it, execute something, then validate if that action is actually successful and then execute the next step depending on the outcome. So what Captain really does is doing uh, if, uh, data-driven uh, orchestration by always validating if the previous action did a good job. And what we've seen so far, at least with some of our early adopters, we are reducing uh, scripting, uh, custom scripting, as I mentioned in the beginning, by up to 90%. And we are also speeding up uh, delivery through our event-driven model. We are releasing the pain of tool integrations uh, we just got started. We're still not there where we want to be, but we uh, are very happy that the open source community, the CNCF and the CDF community is really truly helping us in driving forward these standards and, and really, I think, revolutionize the way we think about automation for DevOps engineers and also site reliability engineers. That's really awesome. So how, how did um, these captain adopters start? And can you give us also some more examples of them? 
Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think a lot of, so uh, as I mentioned, the core component of Captain is the data-driven decision-making. And here we are using the concept that, you know, I think Google made famous, uh, which is the concept of service-level objectives. That means every time Captain is orchestrating uh, an automation sequence, as we call it, it executes a task and then it evaluates by pulling information from the observability platform, SLIs, and then compares them against your objectives and then decides what to do. It actually gives a score, uh, which kind of indicates the, the health and the quality of your current system. Now, the nice thing about this is this component, this evaluation can also be used standalone. So just basically an automation sequence that only contains the, uh, the evaluation of your SLOs. And this is what a lot of people are using to get started with, which some refer to quality gates. Um, so that means if organizations have their existing pipelines where they already do, let's say, some automated deployment and some automated testing, but they have not yet automated the analysis of how does the system look like after the tests have been run, they typically start with that component. That means they start with our SLO-based evaluation, integrating it into the existing tools. And then the next thing we see, a lot of organizations, they have some type of tests, but they, you know it's like so-so, I would say. Uh, then they also like the fact that Captain can then just extend the automation sequence for evaluation to first deploy or execute some tests. We have different integrations with different testing tools already. Um, but yeah, the start is typically the SLO-based evaluation, then adding tests. We also see a lot of folks uh, starting from a testing side with chaos engineering now. So really not only run, let's say, some functional or load test, but also uh, execute some, some chaos or in, inflict some chaos and then use Captain to validate how the system is truly behaving under chaotic situations. Yeah, so I think this is how people get started. They really try to, 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 to bring certain aspects of automation into the pipelines without having to build this automation themselves, like reaching out to Prometheus and pulling in metrics, uh, executing a certain test, and then validating if the test is, is, is correct. So this is what Captain, uh, this is the burden that Captain takes away from them. But thanks to our event-driven model, it's very easy for them to integrate uh, Captain. Yeah, no, that's a powerful way of, of actually you know, taking the load off in a way. Yeah. So if somebody wants to contribute to Captain, you know what how how do they get started what are what are their options how do they jump in mm -hmm. so uh, we we are happy for all types of contributions whether this is you know contributing to our hands-on and tutorials giving us feedback on our documentation or truly contributing to captain either in form of uh, an extension or we call them captain services these are uh, integrations that allow external tools of your choice to really participate in the captain orchestration engine or even contribute to the core captain project and the best way to get started is really go to github.com uh, captain and there you will find in the captain repo the uh, issues we have marked uh, those issues that are for good for getting started with uh, good first issues. So that means this is a great list to get started. Another great way to get started is simply join our uh, Slack channel that we have. Uh, just go to slack.captain.sh that will then redirect you correctly. And, uh, you know, 
there is uh, just different uh, channels we have in terms of uh, integrations, contributions, reach out as the whole Captain Core team is there. They're happy to help. I want to particularly call out uh, Johannes uh, Breuer. He's the leading PM for Captain. He's always happy to get people contribute also uh, on, on, on the code level. Um, there's also, you know, weekly um, Captain developer meetings every Thursday. Great way to learn, first of all, the team, what's happening, and then kind of raise your hand in the meeting to say, I, I may want to contribute. And so different ways. Uh, a good way to start is, as I said, GitHub slash captain, and then look for the uh, good first issues. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that with us. So what's next for captain? What's next? So we're currently in the process of uh, hopefully becoming an incubator project, the CNCF community. So we started out as a sandbox, now in the process of incubation. And uh, so that's one big milestone for us. The next big thing is we are, especially in, I would say in the last couple of months, we've received a lot of feedback from, from early adopters. Uh, how to improve uh, Captain, and especially where to improve Captain. There is a big focus on auto remediation, meaning while we often talk about Captain in a sense of uh, adding value to your delivery automation, a lot of people often forget that Captain is not just the next delivery tool. Captain is really a a tool, a platform that allows you to orchestrate any type of automation sequence, and in particular for operational purposes, like if there's a problem in production and you get, an, let's say, a Prometheus alert, you want to then execute and automate your runbooks. And uh, we are going to get um, some improvements there based on, on feedback on the, from the community, uh, some, um, especially around tool integrations. There will be a webhook integration where you can call and trigger any webhook from Captain and also configure them very easily through what we call the Captain's Bridge, which is the Captain UI. Uh, there is going to be new capabilities in the UI. Some of them have just been introduced with 0.9, where these automation sequence, right? Sometimes they get stuck. Sometimes something happens. Uh, you can abort. You can retry now. All easily triggerable through the through the UI. So clearly, expanding on use cases like. Uh, the auto remediation, what I mentioned, making tool integrations easier through our webhook capability, and simply uh, bringing more capability uh, into the into our UI, and also to make user experience better. These are some of the things that are coming up, and that I'm very excited about. Awesome! That is very exciting. Well. Andy, again, thank you so much for always agreeing to come on the pipeline and be a guest speaker. We are so excited about what's going on in the Captain community, um, and we're so happy that you're able to also come and share with our guests what, what's going on at our sister organizations, uh, CNCF. And congratulations to the Captain community on graduating. But uh, yeah. from the CNCF perspective, we are graduating from sandbox to incubator status. That's what we're doing, exactly. Very cool. And so what does it mean um, to make that transition? Uh, that's a good question. So I'm pretty sure it's all officially documented on what it entails, but to give you some ideas, you have to prove that Captain is truly helping 
people out there, that means you, uh, the CNCF is conducting interviews with our users to really validate. They're not just saying that they're using Captain, but they're actually using Captain and ticket value. I think a couple of interviews are scheduled right now. Uh, you have to fulfill certain uh, community standards, uh, security and code standards. You have to show that this is not just a product or a project driven by an individual or by an individual organization, but you truly have a, an ecosystem and a community that uh, that is supporting it. Um, you know, as if you look at Captain, you see that it is heavily driven by Dynatrace. Um, my the company, you know, I work for, and many of the core contributors work for. But we also have a lot of external contributions now. And uh, yeah, these are some of the things, right? Just show that this is a vital project and that it really uh, solves people's problems and that it has a, a good and growing community. That's really great. Well, you should feel very proud. And yeah, congratulations to the Captain community because that's a big milestone to reach. Yeah, thank you. And the, and the thanks goes to to many people, right? Whether it's Alois Redbauer, who kind of was the, the founding father, I would almost say he he, I mean, there were a couple of people in the in the in the room back then in the hotel. It's funny enough in another hotel room uh, where we kind of uh, initiated the Captain project. I think it's now three years ago where the Captain core developers. Uh, I mentioned Johannes earlier, Andreas Grimmer. There's so many people to thank for, and also uh, clearly our uh, employer uh, who believes in what we're doing here is the right thing, and also allowing us to to focus and work on this open source project. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, we, we definitely need those organizations that believe in open source because without that, um, yeah, projects like Captain could not, could not happen. Cool. 